0: Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. The Chinese yuan has been appreciating gradually since it was freed from a peg to the U.S. dollar and allowed to float within a range pegged to a basket of currencies. Economists expect the yuan to keep appreciating, which may have a positive impact on the current account and balance. But in the new trade briefing paper, Who's Manipulating Whom, China's Currency and the U.S. Economy, Director of Cato Center for Trade Policy Studies Dan Griswold tells us to quit worrying about the yuan and the current account and to keep trading. Does China's fixed exchange rate give Chinese imports an unfair advantage over U.S. manufacturers?
1: You know, China has maintained a fixed exchange rate for the last 10 years, a basically fixed exchange rate. And this is not unusual. Uh, over half of IMF members have a fixed exchange rate of some kind or another, most of them developing countries, and China is still a developing country. There's no evidence that this fixed exchange rate has given China any sort of lasting advantage in the global economy. They basically adopted a fixed currency because it leads to economic stability, All our analysis in my recent study shows that it has not given Chinese exporters any significant advantage in the U.S. economy, and it hasn't hurt the ability of U.S. companies to do business in China.
0: Seeing how U.S. objects to this, why does China still insist on fixing its exchange rate instead of letting it float?
1: Well, uh, about a year ago, July 21st, 2005, China announced some significant but modest uh, reforms in its currency. They would no longer peg it strictly to the dollar, but to a basket of currencies, and they would allow it to float within a range. And it actually has appreciated about 3%. The critics say that it needs to appreciate another 15 to 40%. I think that tends to be exaggerated. They're also creating an infrastructure with their banks and other financial markets to move towards a floating rate. Experts within China and outside of China realize that they need to move to a floating rate. It's more efficient. It allows their economy to adjust to shocks. All the major trading countries in the world, just about all of them, the United States, European Union, Japan, South Korea, have floating rates of one kind or another, and China is moving towards that.
0: What benefits has the U.S. reaped from its commercial relationship with China?
1: You know, we've reaped tremendous benefits. A lot of the focus has been on the bilateral trade deficit, I think is a somewhat misleading figure. It ignores the benefits, the tremendous benefits, that Americans get from the imports from China. Last year, we imported $240 billion worth of goods from China, and more than three-quarters, almost 80% of those goods are consumer goods that tens of millions of Americans enjoy every day. They're making our lives better every day at home and in the office. We're talking about shoes, clothing, appliances, Furniture, toys, sporting goods, consumer electronics, laptop computers. And these are the things that typical American families are buying at Walmart and Target and other places. So first, we benefit as consumers. Secondly, we benefit as producers and exporters. China, all the focus is on imports from China, but China is our number four export market in the world and by far the fastest growing. U.S. companies sold over $30 billion of goods in China last year. And so far this year, it's been growing at 36%. So this is a tremendous business opportunity. Of course, that would be thrown into jeopardy if we were to launch some kind of misguided trade war against China. And finally, we benefit as borrowers. You know, China doesn't take that $200 billion plus of money they earn selling in the U.S. economy and stuff it in mattresses. It comes back to the United States, if not to buy our goods, to invest in, say, treasury bonds, which keeps interest rates down and saves us money every time we borrow as homeowners and as business people.
0: How do those benefits compare with the job loss associated with our trade relationship with China?
1: Well, there's no question that some Americans have lost their jobs because of trade with China. Uh, Even strong supporters of free trade like myself would say some workers, some businesses suffer. That's what trade's about. We do more of what we're best at and less of what we're not as good at. All the evidence is the imports from China have not so much displaced domestic U.S. production as they have imports from other East Asian countries. So we've consolidated the supply chain in China. Goods that used to come directly from Japan and South Korea and Taiwan now come through China. The evidence that I found in my study are that at most 1% of U.S. workers who lose their jobs each year lose their jobs because of trade with China. Trade with other countries, technology, internal Market competition, eliminate far more jobs than are eliminated by trade with China. And then you put this relatively small cost against the huge benefits of trade with China.
0: What might be the impact of sanctions against China if U.S. policymakers make good on their threats?
1: Well, there is one particular bill in Congress, the uh, Schumer-Graham bill in the Senate, that it would basically apply a 27.5 percent tariff on all imports from China if they do not freely float their currency within six months. This would be a colossal policy blunder. It's hard to think of a more ill-considered piece of legislation in Congress, and that's saying a lot. It would basically amount to a direct tax on tens of millions of U.S. consumers who, who buy these $200 billion worth of goods. So if you think it's a good idea to have a tax on shoes and clothing and furniture and consumer electronics that Americans buy, then you'd like this bill. My evidence shows that uh, imports from China actually take a bump up in the fall because retailers are stocking up for Christmas. So these are the kind of goods that ends up, end up under the Christmas tree uh, for Americans. You know, the, the Grinch who stole Christmas couldn't come up with a better tariff than this one if he wanted to take uh, the, the pleasure and joy out of Christmas for Americans.
0: This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.